me. <laughs> don't respect my work. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Fizzle Show. Yeah, first episode of 2015 in the house. That's me. It's like, like I'm the guy at a baseball or basketball game trying to get you all fired up. You know, this is the Fizzle Show, the sounding board for a community of bootstrapped, gritty, gutsy folks working to earn a living doing meaningful, independent work. Every Friday, we publish another conversation about this kind of stuff. Entrepreneurship, building a thriving audience, and the battle of supporting yourself doing something that you care about. Is that you? Does that sound like you? You're in the right place. Your hosts are, if if we were 80s sitcom stars, Barrett Brooks would be Doogie Howser, MD, because he dresses well. Wears uh, pleated pants even uh, even in 2015, and always carries a stethoscope. Me, Chase Reeves, I'd be Kirk Cameron, vaguely evangelical with excellent hair, and Corbett Barr would be Bob Saget in Full House, fatherly, good-hearted, and for. We've got a doozy for you here to start off 2015. Basically, what we share is is my one favorite new research trick to come up with killer ideas for what to make. Uh, You want to make blog posts, podcasts, products that are going to get found. They're going to be seen and shared and loved. This is how we do it. Follow along at home. Fizzleshow.co slash 86. Uh, you know, it's hard for me to just go, this is how we do it. <laughs> You're hearing that in my head. This is how we do it. Trying to say it seriously, and I just can't, I just can't get past it. It's Friday night. <laughs> the party's here on the west side. Gosh, man, you and me, we should sing that song together sometime. I can tell you know the words, too. All right, fizzleshow.co slash 86. I'll be back after this conversation to fill in any gaps. And, oh, and to show you our new football song. So let's get into it. Dang it, man. That means we missed the whole Frida's Leash bit. I know. I might leave it in and just and just cut just you see out see how there. it goes. Hey, Barrett, uh, are you missing part of the game, the pregame or something over there? Are you going to be okay? I don't know if I'm going to be okay. Sounds like a big deal. You know, we got some football in this country, and it's really, really fun to watch the big dudes try to hit each other. Sometimes they wear the pads, sometimes the helmet just falls off, and you never see each other. Well, it's like lightning on the 4th of July. It's gonna come in at you like a linebacker's eyes. You got the cool eye. Got the cool eye coming. Gonna beat your face in the ground. I'm really glad you got the 4th of July mix in there, because football on its own wasn't American enough. It's not. It's got to be football. Hey, I had a, kind of a cool experience about 10 minutes ago. <laughs> okay. Uh, hey, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> so, right before I came over here, some some dudes came over to work on an outdoor light fixture. Dudes are coming over to your house all the time. And uh, they fixed the light. Yeah. And as they were leaving, I noticed that one of the gentlemen had a sweatshirt on that said Fort. And uh, I realized it was Fort Vancouver High School, the same high school in which I attended. you got to be kidding me. So, I say to the guy, hey, did you go to Fort? And he goes, yeah. And I go, so do I. Or so did I. And as I'm saying it, as I'm saying it, I'm thinking, okay, these guys are a little younger than I am, right? You know? So I'm like, so I go, but I graduated in 1995, probably a little bit before you. And I'm thinking he's going to say like 2002 or something. And he goes, that's the year I was born. (laughs) 
1995? Yeah. So a guy who's working on my house, like an adult, was born the year I graduated high school. Good. Dude, the rest of our life, I saw, uh, hold on, I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it. Barrett, what's going on with you? What have what you been up to? We, we're, welcome welcome back. Uh, it's a, it's the first podcast of the of the new year, and I'm just, I couldn't be more, well, it's a first podcast of the new year. We're going to have a lot of good fun times. It's 2015. I got to have all possible 49 alligators. I gave 11 alligators. Oh, so it's still the same amount of alligators. Huh? It's going to be a good year is what I'm saying. What's going on with you, Barrett? <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> that's it. You know, that's it. I mean, you could. Oh man, you could have just done so anything. much goodness. We had a great uh, family holiday down here. Mm-hmm. There was like twenty five people around. You made like twenty seven pies, right? Yeah, exactly. You like to Actually, have more than for one pie the Christmas per person. Holiday, I made zero pies. Okay. Why, very relaxing. why did you make zero pies? Because we spent Christmas Eve with Nicole's family. Which meant that I didn't have to cook anything oh, for my family, and they're pie haters, big pie haters. Yeah. So, so y'all didn't didn't just like like sneak in or so a couple pieces of pie or nothing. You didn't just like have them in a ziploc baggie, just a big splot of goo, no cherry peach pie. cobbler or anything. PC got a PC, got a cherry pie, a CP. Hmm. No, nothing. Is that, how, is that how everyone talks down here? Yeah. Ha! I'm from the south. No, are you kidding me? Listen to you, Barrett. This is Barrett talking from the south. Yeah, I'm gonna need the TCP report, and uh, I was thinking about some MZSs. Uh, I don't know if you guys are into the MZS tip uh, yet, but uh, but it's something that we can apply to our business unit as it stands and increase our verticals by more verticality uh, per square person we're gonna go horizontal on those verticals mbas and org charts and matrix organizations (laughs) there's gonna be no more silos (laughs) we're gonna go horizontal on those verticals (laughs) he looks at me where's my bell with with, yeah exactly where's my bell all right that brings us to our con 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 con, that brings it to con that's the what what's happening is but sorry i got stuck in a loop there uh that brings us to our topic for the day wow (laughs) I didn't even have to slap you on the back this time. <laughs> I know exactly. I just run around saying crazy things. Yeah, I hope we. I hope we told that story on the podcast about how last summer we were delivering a all day workshop and you got stuck in a loop. <laughs> Barrett was there. You got stuck in a loop for like five minutes. It was what? incredible. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Like, I remember. The, I remember the room. I can see the room. And yeah, I can remember smelling the smell of toast. Very uh-huh. vividly. You were trying to like organize the order in which people were filling out some worksheet oh, or gosh, something. That's totally. It. <laughs> no, uh, dude, so it wait, was... Do you guys want to interview the other person as yourself yes, or do exactly. you want to be yourself as the interviewer? Yeah. <laughs> and then it just went on and on. Well, um, you couldn't find a way out of it. I couldn't. It's literally like it was like it, it was the worst uh, for me. But And uh, then and then you confused me, but I just stepped in with certainty. Yeah. yeah. And everybody thought they were the ones that were confused yeah. and so it worked well, out it's, fine. It was perfect. People started looking at each other like, <laughs> "Did you pay to be here? I think I yeah. paid to be here." Yeah. Wait. <laughs> what did we it's get just, duped into doing? At what point can we ask now? for a refund? Are we past that yeah. time of the day? <laughs> I didn't know this was a seminar on Tourette's. <laughs> so, uh, on the show today, here's what I want to do, you guys. I have been uh, I've been we make content. Oh my God, I thought you were going to end the show already. We we make content for a living, right? That's we do. basically what we do. All of our uh, what we did was we created an audience that we could then uh, make something for to sell to them. Mm-hmm. We made an audience. Uh, they trust us. 
They believe the things that we have to say. Our relationship with them is sacred. You tried selling wood carvings to them. It didn't exactly work out, so we had to go with online education. Seems to be the sort of thing they were interested in. Yeah. I I personally love the wood, wood carvings. I did a good job. Uh, but they were good wood carvings, and, uh, and, and they were good. But... Uh, not anybody else thought that. I tried to write a write blog post on psychology. Nobody wants to know about psychology for me. Nope. I had a lot of good psychology to talk about. Exactly. So we just start talking about email lists and... Content. Content. Uh, so we built an audience through blogging about a certain thing. This is the dream. Like, like It's funny. I've been, I've been looking at, and this is what I'm going to get into, is telling you how to do this. Uh, all of these websites in our niche, or people who I would I would consider, um, you know, uh, they're just in our industry, right? I don't even feel comfortable calling them competitors because they're, I'm starting to see all the difference between mm-hmm. where I used to see that, like Pat Flynn talks about the same stuff as us. Now I see very, di- I mean, he is talking about picking a keyword, doing the niche site thing. Passive income, create some little yeah. things, do like maybe spin up four or five of them. You know, and the irony being that that uh, really the, his main money maker is his big website where he sells affiliate yeah. stuff. Right? It's a it's a do what I do, not what I say sort of thing. Well, but but uh, kind of, but uh, but at the same time, he's the exception that proves the rule in, yeah. in some ways. Because yeah. w- another thing that he talks a lot about is affiliate marketing. That's really that's how he pays his his thing. So those are two top like creating a niche site around a keyword and all this other stuff, and then uh, it, uh, doing the affiliate marketing stuff. Those are two things that we don't really talk a lot about because they tend to attract a douchey kind of crew. Mm. You know, there's a lot of people looking to just like let's just strike it rich real quick. I'm going to find a keyword that's right. uh, the perfect amount of this, that, and the other, and then we or, don't have to worry about it. Yeah, anymore. or the point being like if you're if you're attracted to that flashy, like I might you know make a bunch of money quickly sort yeah. of thing, then you're probably not going to have the stamina to actually make it work or to put the time in. Totally. And plus, we have. Um, Personally, I've experimented with that sort of thing. I ran yeah. some small sites that made a little bit of cash. And the issue was, A, uh, Google can shut you down at any time, Yeah, you know, which is a major bummer if you rely on the search engines for all of your visitors. Um, that can be an issue. The other thing is they don't make a whole lot of money individually. Like yeah. you might get a little site up to making a thousand dollars. And then you think to yourself, well, if I just had 10 of these sites, I'd be set. Mm-hmm. But the chance of finding 10 of those is pretty small. And so it, is, it ends up being a lot more work than you were initially uh, convinced that, that it would be. Yeah. Right? And so the people that we know, um, like, like Nick Reese, for example, and mm-hmm. others who actually make a living from affiliate marketing, usually what happens is they try to start a bunch of little sites and, and then they stumble on one that becomes a big deal, and then it kind of yeah. turns into an authority site. And it turns into anyway. it turns into the opposite of the thing they wanted to create in the exactly. first place, which yeah. which is a you know something like a single author blog that's like this is all I do. I write about this side of We're stuff. Experts on this We're particular experts thing. In this. Yeah. We're creating a community around this, and that's what I mean. That's the thing that there's this really sweet space you can be in where where you spent the time and invested yourself into creating stuff that attracted a kind of person and they they don't come fast right they take come slowly over time over time and guess what, what she they said. leave slowly over time too the money's on the dresser kind of thing but they 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 <laughs> stick around because you've created a relationship in a world of noise Right. Yep. That's the that's the beauty of what you did, Corbett, creating think traffic, 
having a voice around a topic and an idea and and advice, experiments, etc. And people start to trust you. Then we roll that into a much larger organization like we've done with Fizzle. And it's the same thing at the heart. Like, how do I build a thriving audience around a thing yeah. that people that that audience was then willing to pay me money and and stoked to do it because the thing that I'm selling them is something that scratches their itch, something that fulfills their dream, this and, kind of stuff. And just to relate back to what you're talking about today, content, you know, strategy, yeah. how do you make content? The goal or the, the process is similar in both cases. If you're trying to build a little niche site, yeah. the goal is I'm going to build up a bunch of content on this particular topic, try to get it to rank in Google, and then people come and find it, and then maybe they buy something or click on a link yeah. or see an ad or something. We do something similar. We make content. The difference is, I think, with a niche site, you're kind of anonymous. It's not about you. You kind of hide behind the scenes. Yeah. You don't publish what, let's say you have a niche site about uh, iPhone cases or something. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be all over your own Facebook page saying, hey, this is my new business. I'm doing iPhone cases and putting your whole being into it, yeah. like yourself into it. Yeah. You're kind of like hoping that you can just be this anonymous person pulling the strings or whatever. Yeah. Whereas with our kind of business, or if you're going to be an expert in something, you're telling everybody you know, and you're giving your full force, basically. Yeah. It's it's sort of a nuanced difference, but really that's kind of how I see and it. There, you know? there is, yeah. It, there, they, it might sound similar, but in reality, they're worlds apart. You know, they're very different from one another. Yeah. Um, so for a living, I mean, we, we essentially, we make podcasts and blog posts to get people to our site who are interested in these kinds of ideas that would then potentially become Fizzle members because that's how we support ourselves. We don't do affiliate stuff. We don't do things like that. That, that doesn't fill our, our coffers. We sell our, our membership site for training for entrepreneurs who want to like, actually get their thing off the ground and launch their thing and it was fun barrett thanks for sharing that like the found a, a thread in the fizzle forums of the goals that fizzler fizzlers have and like some of them like the, the guy starting it out was like he's like got big goals and it sounds like he's already got a site that's that's cruising quite a bit and then but just seeing what some of the others like like with with one woman her it was her it's her first year of full-time uh, self-employment mm-hmm. and i just like it's like this is my first year of full-time self-employment it looks like the numbers like i can get to 60 that's where i want to go me 60k this year that's my goal so that means this for each quarter and all this other stuff yep. and it's just so exciting i mean this is what we do this is what we do for a living we're more like that's that's really what we're infatuated with is just this this process of someone getting something off the ground that then like actually earns an income whether it's able to you know replace everything and you can quit all the things and just do this or whether it's one of multiple things or whatever yep. i care very little for that what matters most is just this sense of like i can make I can create, I can get it out into the world, and I can find an audience that's willing to pay me for this. Yeah, it's really, um, to me, like the ultimate form of self-sufficiency. It's it, like, it, it is, and it's, it's just like, in one of our first courses in Fizzle is like the Fizzle Mindset one, and I, and I talk about like entrepreneurialism through like caveman years. Mm-hmm. You know, this like DIY, build, make, create, communicate, and connect with people around these things that I've made. It's been around since, since forever. Yeah. The oldest business idea that we found on earth is and what's called the old one which is just like a, a bludgeon rock <laughs> you know and there's a bunch of these and they started to get actually people traded them for meat or yeah, something it was like 2.3 million years ago that that they started finding these or that's where they they the carbon date them back to and eventually some of them are like really decorative 
um, which is crazy. But just this is the first tool. This so is, it was like a tool, and then it was customized. Yeah, it's exactly. <laughs> it had bling. It's like, hey man, do you wanna do you wanna <laughs> listen? I can make I can make the rims on this spin. <laughs> yeah, that's what I could do. I could make it spin. And then they sold them for double. And uh, yeah, or two thousand dollars a pop. Do you want rhinestones? <laughs> On your, I do. On your bludgeon? <laughs> I like that. So, um, anyway. Hey, and, and by the way, so you're mentioning a couple of specific fizzle people um, yeah. doing interesting things last year or this year. Yeah. We haven't told the podcast listeners about the year review That's thing. That's right. You guys, this is the first podcast episode of, of 2015. Okay? This is publishing on January 2nd. I think, which is just mm-hmm. terrific, which means I will still be hungover. Uh, and this is at a For at least time. two more days yeah, after that. Exactly. I'm still in sweatpants and they're getting sort of stained into some sweat marks and I've watched all the Lord of the Rings in one sitting. Yep. Um, eating a lot of scrambled eggs. But uh, we, what we did was we looked at, in the like, last couple of weeks of 2014, we looked at all of these stats uh, we did a we did a big survey to fizzlers and then looked at all of these stats like how many hours of video you wa- watched in general how many how many people follow fizzlers like on Twitter mm-hmm. which is to me really fascinating mm-hmm. how many hours of the podcast has been li- or how many times the, down- the podcast has been downloaded um, how many you know forum posts all all this other stuff just a bunch of cool things that fizzlers did in 2014 and we made a great little site at fizzle.co slash 2014 i'll put it in the show notes yeah and and even more interesting stuff how many fizzle members quit their day jobs last year how many fizzle members came up with a new business idea last year all of these like really impactful stats that remind us that we're not just talking into thin air we're actually you know holding people's hands and and patting them on the back as they make strides to change their entire being their entire lives and 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 we we affectionately titled the page you guys are f-ing great mm, yeah <laughs> well barry you okay you kind of just sw- it sounds like you, you fall just off a chair over there sw- <laughs> he's all what that's terrific <laughs> okay listen can i talk about yeah can I finish go for what it this is about continue Jeez, louise <laughs> You're the only well, person who's talking to me. Can you finish? A lot about this, and it's something that I want to do. <laughs> and then I throw out as one sentence, and he goes off on a tangent. Well, there was a good sentence. I wanted to follow up on it. <laughs> so uh, we we I, I've been really struggling with this content creation stuff because I, I I would love to be just a poet and an artist and a thing that just person that just says I want to write about this and I just parted farted out there. But I've done that enough to realize that that like I really the things that I spend my time making like I want those things to be worth sending a bunch of eyeballs to worth worth it. I want it to be worth it. <laughs> right? So I want it, I want these things to perform now. I'm I'm over just making things to see if I can make them. I'm over like I've been going through old Evernote notes and like and like archiving them. And I, so many of the ideas that I had for blog posts were so bad. I'm so happy I didn't make any of these things. Or I did and I did of some of them and they they of course didn't perform well. But the sense that like that like I want to make this thing uh and then it doesn't do good. Right. I, and then it doesn't do good. And then it doesn't do good. And then it doesn't. Do, and all the things that you make aren't doing good because there's 2.5 million other bloggers out there with who are trying to get to the same exact hearts and minds and heads as you are trying to get to. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so there's just so much noise out there. How do you stand out? How do you get something in front of someone that's going to perform really well? How do you pick a topic that they're really 
concerned and interested in and not only that like because like we know there's there's so many topics i could talk about if i got you in the same room as me that you didn't know you needed to look for but they're the they're the thing that that you're missing in your business right Mm -hmm. like we said a couple episodes back the biggest mistakes i think uh that we end up making are the ones that we don't see coming and so relying on on popular topics like you know hey how do i how do i do my search engine optimization your site isn't going to fail because of search engine optimization it's going to fail for something you're not searching for you know what i mean that mm. you don't you don't even see yet yeah so if i get you in the same room i can get you to to pay attention to and hear the things that i believe you need to hear but if you're not searching for those things i can't get you in that room so it's this sense of like how do i find the things that you're really searching for and that yeah. you're really questioning need versus want need sort of versus thing. want yeah how do i get you in on something that you think you want and then give you what you need mm-hmm. right um this is like the the this this sort of give and go and the balance of being a trying to be a a, a publisher with uh <laughs> you know editorial uh, authenticity or whatever with mm-hmm. some sort of honorable nature in, in any way, shape, or form. Right, and the difference being if you were Tom Brokaw back in the day, you were given a platform where you were guaranteed that millions of people would tune in, and so you got yeah. to say what was important, whereas yeah. us, we start out and we have to find the audience as well as give them what we think is important to them, and there are often things that are at odds with each other. And yeah. then the third you know, leg of that is that we also, at the same time, have to earn a living doing this, right? So we have to make revenue. So find the audience, give them something that's important and earn revenue. And, you know, back in the day, those things were different departments within some big organization. And there was kind of a firewall between them. And so each, you know, area got to focus on their own thing. And I think this is where a lot of times, Chase, you feel like there's this tension between the artist and the business yeah, and in it's true because literally yeah. that's what you're doing. That's what that's be, what yeah. we're doing. You I know? heard another quote from a great designer, Eric Speakerman, uh, saying like, "Well, so if you don't have the constraints uh, of the of a typical design, like the kinds of like business constraints and and things like that, then you're not you're not designing. You're making art. Yeah, you know. And yep. that's there's a big difference between this. So to get a, get kind of the point of of this like." publishing crisis that i feel like i've been in like the p the things that the that most people are searching for are like are like not that are not that important or that Mm. not that interesting not that they're not important but that they're just like like that's that's what you find shitty sites out there writing about is those kinds of things because they're the things that get the traffic so we're in this mode of what our goal is is to help independent small businesses really thrive to really get this idea off the ground, to get yourself to the next level, to actually see the progress, to take the action and do the things, right? Our goal isn't necessarily just to get more people to the thing. It's actually to get them to the next step for their business, right? So it's this weird like mix. If we were just about, if we were just BuzzFeed, if we were BuzzFeed and we were just about getting eyeballs, Mm -hmm. that is their business model is just eyeballs, just eyeballs, Mm -hmm. just eyeballs, right? That is a, in a kind of unhinged way, place to be. You know what I mean? And yeah. I, I struggle with being this the, publisher. Yeah, but so the eyeballs for BuzzFeed, that's like a little hit of dopamine. Each time you click on that headline, you know you know that the content's going to be stupid. Yeah. But you just got to see seven reasons you shouldn't shampoo well, every yeah. day. I mean, and notice the feeling. There's a lot of great feelings that you actually get doing that, right? Like to me, right. I love I love cat videos. I love gifs of cats just doing stupid things. Yep. I love this stuff. And, and like, I could, I land on that and it's just like, it's joy. 
It's joy to me. I I, I have a, a discipline of looking at my Tumblr where I just follow discipline. silly cat videos and like weird gifs, and it's just like tumbling down the page Over and mindlessly, uh-huh. just seeing more crazy stuff because it's a good like little. Yeah, I always me. wondered who they made it's that me. stuff. It's for. guys in mustaches that. that <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I to to put a sort of a pin in this this first point about like the challenge of being a publisher let me read you this thing that i wrote uh, a little while ago about louis ck louis ck one of my favorite comedians and i have this like struggle between being the guy who wants to be uh just honest raw authentic guttural like all of these things and someone who's also successful you know what i mean like mm-hmm. there's a lot of street side preachers who are real honest and raw uh, but they have zero zero success mm-hmm. you know so like this 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 tension between authenticity and 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 popularity mm-hmm. that uh that the movie birdman gets to real mm-hmm. well dane cook versus louis ck kind of thing <clears throat> exactly you know and that's to make a straw man of both of those yeah. things because there's a lot of artifice in louis ck and there's a lot of authenticity in dane cook yeah you know so but um let me read this i picture louis ck as the head of a newspaper company this is sort of a little vignette that i have in my head that i'm That's the only thing that I can get to make me feel good about my position as content director at Fizzle. Uh, I picture Louis C.K. as the head of a newspaper company. He's every yelling, cigar-chomping guy in every Superman comic or movie about a newspaper. Hey, kid, I need that (laughs) copy by two. (laughs) He normally says things like, This is sh**, and I need that piece yesterday, Scott! (laughs) He's that guy, except he's Louis C.K., right? And one day I break down down in his office. Uh, I say, I got into this racket to tell the truth. But all the people seem to want is this bullshit we keep selling them. The anger gives way to a kind of creative brokenheartedness, brokenheartedness, and Louis C.K. recognizes it. He sits down beside, behind his desk, and he opens the top drawer and hands me a cigar and lights it for me. He says, you know how long I've been here, kid? <laughs> I love that line. 28 years next month. Here's what I've learned. You've got to give them what they want. Appeal to their shit nature because it feels good to them. To push those bruises and pick those scabs. They love it. Get good at that kid. Because you got to give them what they want. So they'll read enough to find what they need. Surprise them with it. Their gross reality. Our depravity and selfishness. The ways we all fool ourselves. You got to wrap it in shit. So they'll stick around long enough to maybe, just maybe, get a nugget of truth in there. Between the shovels of shit. I need your next piece on my desk by 3 p.m. Get out of here. That last bit said with more than a little father-son fondness now this is this is to make like a a straw man like I, i'm intentionally playing it like a mm-hmm. like it would be in some movie like that right um but it feels that's what the tension of being a content creator feels like to me at the stage that we're at now it has not felt like this when we were becoming right when i was trying to like could i be one of these guys and now it's like oh yeah we can all be one of these guys this actually isn't that tough so how do i what well, the question I want to get into here with you guys today is how do we find out ideas that we can write that that are that are going to be good that are both that somehow straddle both of those things mm-hmm. you know popularity and authenticity or sort of good uh, solid stuff yeah and two other thoughts one um, it's easy I think to get pulled into that popularity game and then forget all about the authenticity and you see this yeah. with like major brands like CNN. And oh, you totally. know, and now yeah. it's like they're kind of just in that. Let's throw up some gratuitous, you yep. know, photos and uh, and get people over. Or did and then you there's see nothing. Gone Girl? No, no, the way that the media is sort of portrayed in that mm. in the same way. Um, but the other thing is, 
I don't know that you have to play some popularity game. I think that there are there are cases where you can just be authentic and yeah. gain popularity from it. Totally. There's uh, the guy hard Dan uh, something something from Hardcore History, an, an amazing Dan Carlin. Yeah, yeah. Dan, something like Harlan, something something like Carlin. that. Carlin. He's that podcast is incredible. Um, and in his interview with Tim Ferriss, which is really good, there's this one little quote. He's like, you know, if you make the show that you want to listen to, other people will want to listen to it too. Mm-hmm. It might not be as big or as crazy, but if you make the show that's going to get big because it's what other people want to listen to, you're going to be bummed eventually if it gets successful. Mm. So just just make the one that you want and stick with it mm. long enough to find your audience and there's another thing like i think it was dan Harmon at xoxo talked about um you being in in the sort of like when you're like lost in a mall you get lost in a mall like your mom you're you're a little kid your mom you get split up from her and you're like ah what are you supposed to do you're supposed to just like sit there and yell or something like that stay put and just by just yell just start screaming blog like that until someone the people who are yelling yeah. about the same things come to find you or whatever or, yeah. or who are interested in the kinds of things you're saying that will happen um and so this is uh, more of a question though not of, of of like getting started could i do this i have been doing that for 10 years and that i, I couldn't have shortcut that i just being you know however long i've been publishing my writings online that's all been essential training mm. for that led, led me to here to have because i think there's just this importance of com- confidence and conviction of that i can do this now it's the this other stage of okay so how do we leverage how do we how do we be if i was dumber and starting all over from scratch maybe even in a new niche or something like that how would i do this and so i've done some research and i found some really great ways to sort of research stuff can i get into these or is yeah. there barrett yeah hold on i want to i want to make one comment before we start so the one comment i want to make is that content is a way to market your business it is not your business unless you're selling advertising so i just want to yep. be super clear about that with everyone listening this is a way to do marketing <laughs> well That's and all. i think what you're getting at in that is the difference between paid content something that you would charge for and something that you give away for free right yeah and the difference between a blogger and an entrepreneur yeah or saying like for example that your blog is not a business right yeah it's just a way it's just a it's just a way to reach people yeah unless you're buzzfeed then your content is your business and that used to be the dream is just to go on the eyeballs alone but uh We've since learned that that, that that you don't have to. You can make an extremely profitable business from a very small targeted audience. You yeah. know, and this is really powerful. This yeah. is good. Um so uh so let's talk about some research, some content research stuff that you can do and the safety and security of your own home with your uh, with your, your children to sleep at night. You can discover these things and learn uh, to do the things. That we're getting to. That should be. We should put like some transition music right there. Like, mm. it good. I hope it sounds it. as funny as I thought it was supposed to be. Okay, so let me tell you about the article that I first landed on. Um, and this is the one. There has been several that I've landed on where I added more stuff to this list. But but really, there's an article for, uh, on OK Dork, which is Noah Kagan's site called uh, How to Create Great Content That Drives Traffic. This is going to be in the show notes for you. Something I highly recommend you check out. It was written by a guy who does this sort of stuff for a living. Um, So, uh, the gist of this is find other articles in your niche 
that are performing really well, okay? Notice the things about them. Be aware of them. What are, what are, what's common about them? What's common about their headlines? What's common about the topics that they're talking about? What's, what's common about them? But then that piece of content oftentimes is kind of, is out of date, is old, is, is, mm-hmm. is, is there's more to add to it. Like, like for instance, this one from, uh, on OK Dork that it's like, I think a couple years old or something like that. Let me pull it up. And, um, it it there's like stuff in it that's like a little too oh no this is from april 2nd this year i guess of 2014 sorry last year yeah there's so there's stuff that you could be updated about it so for so the whole point of this article is like hey find all of this find all the popular things that you can and then the ones that you want to that are relevant to your audience remake them way better okay this is what this guy's strategy is and Mm -hmm. he's the guy from backlink oh uh brian dean um and it, there's some qualms that I had with this. Maybe we should we should I should jump into those first. The first one is like, what am I going to do? Am I, am I going to am I going to just do more of what's already been done before? Mm-hmm. Is that how any innovator has ever worked things out before? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good it's a good question. Uh, and to me, when I use this stuff, when I've as I've been doing it the last few days, um, the, doing this kind of research, what's been forefront of my mind is. I'm trying to understand the topics that people are really interested in learning about. And so this is a great, when you find the popular articles out there, when you find the popular Reddit threads or the Quora threads or the, these sorts of things, and you see the question, when you look at it from that meta perspective and you see the questions that they're asking and you get to call <coughs> that a thing. Oh, they're asking about building an email list. Oh, they're asking about doing content research. Oh, mm-hmm. they're asking about SEO link strategy. Oh, they're asking about this, that, and the other, and this, that, and the other. Then you get to come up, you get to start to get a lay of the land for this stuff, right? So uh, that's my one sort of caveat that I've had to kind of convince myself of that like, wait, am, am I really going to like just do what's already been done? Well, and I think you... Um... It feels good to put something out that feels original to you. Oh yeah, like you you stumbled on it naturally on your yeah. own. But you're kidding yourself if you think that that you're thing hadn't been one. done yeah. before. Yeah. It just feels more authentic. Yeah. But it's actually a, a quicker process to yeah. go and look at has this been successful. That elsewhere? is the difference. So that's why that's why this has been such an interesting process for me because, like I said, I was going through Evernote and kind of archiving stuff. I've have you know five years of blog post ideas in there, which are all just have like come to me, and I was like, oh yeah, I can write on this. I'm going to do on that. I'm going to do it on this. All these ideas. I almost get more excited about the ideas than than the work of. Well, actually, I do. I get way more excited about the ideas than the work on it. Um, so. So doing it the backwards way, like sort of reverse engineering your way into epic content yeah. is really common, I found out. What this article lays out, he also, the same guy, Brian Dean, wrote a, wrote a real big uh, post on Pat Flynn's site, Smart Passive Income. Uh, and I found a handful of other things in like Pat's keyword research um, uh, He had this great video series on keyword research, which I'll put in the show notes, uh, that it's just a very different way of looking at, at our industry than I've, mm-hmm. than I've done up to, to date. Let me, and let me give you a concrete example yeah. of, of this technique in action. So back in 2011, I was in a mastermind group with Adam Baker from Man vs. Debt. Yeah. And um, Baker had written a post that was really successful. It was called 24 Quick Actions You Can Do Today That Can Change Your Financial Life Forever. And um, I looked at this post and noticed it got Tons of comments, almost 200 comments. Yeah. It got tons of shares on Twitter and Facebook and stuff. And basically, the format was, 
you know, here are 20 things you can do that will change your blank forever. Yeah. And it's just a list of 24 actions <laughs> that include the thing you should do and how long each one will take. Yeah. And we were talking about it and kind of talking about why it was successful. And I asked Baker if he would mind if I kind of borrow the format. So I wrote a post called 21 quick actions you can do today to set your blog up for yeah. massive success. Mm-hmm. And boom, it just took off like right away um, yeah. because it had such a strong headline and such a um, actionable format yeah. that it was no question that would work. And other people kind of duplicated the same sort of post. Totally. And it's just, there are certain things like that that are going to work no matter what. So go and look at your favorite sites and find out what, what are their top five yeah. most popular posts. So this is, here's some, here's some ways to do that. Okay. So the first, I've tried a lot of these. Um, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to start with Reddit. And then I'm going to go to my favorite uh, sort of looking at other sites thing. So Reddit uh, and a lot of these articles, they mention like they all say the same thing because they're probably all written by the same guy or they're probably all just copies, yeah. copy, copy stuff. Anyways, um, so which, by the way, this is the inherent uh ness in this process is now you can go search for 21 quick actions blog and find probably 100 posts that are written just right. like yours. And don't get it started, but there's the whole other question of, okay, this is popular, but does that mean you're attracting the right yeah. people and are they signing so, up for something? So cocaine. Or are, you, are you making a connection yeah, with them? Exactly. Right. Cocaine's popular too. Yeah. You want to be pushing that it on It feels kids? good, but mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily build your business. Exactly. So um, this is a way to sort of reverse engineer things that your audience is probably interested in and looking for and that you can get in front of them uh, in, a, in an even better way. And if you... Uh, leverage the relationship over the last, next five years instead of the eyeballs you could sort of rape into your site right now, then you're going to be successful. That's the difference between these mindsets, right? Um, so, so play the long game with this strategy. So the first thing uh, that I did was I went on Reddit and I looked for uh, basically small business, self-employment, entrepreneurship type subreddits. If you're not used to Reddit, it's essentially just a huge forum um, that has a bunch of these different sub forums. They're called subreddits. And you can find them on anything you want, right? So the hard thing is to find a subreddit that works uh, really well for you and now there's some things to, to so for me the, the one that's probably the best is uh the startups subreddit for this is the one that i found there's a handful of others that i found that weren't that did they didn't have a lot of stuff going on even though there was like stuff in there uh from before they didn't have a lot of upvotes there wasn't a lot of new content and stuff like that so you're just kind of like looking for one that's alive that's working and alive right so and then you can sort through the topics by uh or the threads i guess by popularity you can say show me the top from this week from this month from all time so i just went into each of these show me the top of all time and i just i was looking for trends in what i was seeing there what are the common questions being asked what are the common things being upvoted and and all of that sort of stuff making notes of the of the more popular ones and and these so what i'm doing is like all i've done is created a huge list of things that we that are that are like oh you know what that's an interesting take on that but they missed this that and the other Mm. right so things like that where it's like totally we i want to write that post or i want to put together a 
three episode podcast series interviewing experts about that thing or mm-hmm. something, you know, because um, these are all about these are all about questions that people are asking. And clearly, I've found a thing where people are upvoting this, upvoting this, upvoting this. It's popular in this community, right? So Reddit is where I started finding a good Reddit. Let's uh, Reddit thread. Uh, sorry, there's a there's a search engine for Reddit that's even better than searching in Reddit itself. Um, which is kind of crazy, and it's called searchreddit.com. What? Yeah, you'd be you'd be crazy not to not believe. It. But but you start you type in your thing that you're interested in, and to me, by the way, this is the this is the initial problem. Is uh, I don't I have a huge list of terms that we could kind of call ourselves or call the audience that that we're aiming at. Right, self-employed entrepreneurs, mm. solopreneurs, mediapreneurs, infopreneurs, right, indie entrepreneurs, in right, all of these things. It's like you're trying to find the one that's going to both be fresh and I they are identify with mm-hmm. it. So, like indie entrepreneurs or indiepreneurs is something that's not being used a lot. So they might not they might not feel like at home in right. that word, even though I love it. This is my challenge is, yeah. in my personality type. Like I love these things, but people don't get it. Totally. And so it's like, I have to trying to look for the language they use. That's what's super hard. Yep. So you go to Reddit and you search for, so if you're, if you have a fitness blog, like then we, then it's like kind of easier. Like you can search for protein or you can search for uh, strength training or, or s- intermittent fasting or kettlebells. Yeah. Right. All these, you can go search for these kinds of things and just see what you come up with and search and, and sort of uh, whatever way seeing what's most popular at the top and, and yep. going down. And you're, you're, you just got to use your own. There's a lot in this article about like you could, uh, all these things really, you just, you just use your own uh, heart and mind as you this, look through this. It's this very is, simple. This is important though, because you could have a perfectly reasonable idea and ability to help people. But if you're using language <laughs> that they don't yeah. understand, then you're just not going to attract them. They're going to see your headlines and move on yep. because they don't get it. I was kind of in that position when I first started blogging, until I discovered this phrase, lifestyle design, yeah. which really took off in 2009, and I was kind of talking about this sort of stuff, but then once I started identifying in that sphere, people were like, oh, he's that guy, yeah. and then they were able to connect the dots. Yep, totally. So, um, and, and, and I mean, another good example is when I made my first course for Fizzle, it was defining your audience. Um, because a lot of my training had been in uh, understanding the audience for speaking events, and audience mm-hmm. is the term that you use there. Yeah. But what I've learned since then is it's a vastly more popular uh, way of ter- talking about it is your target market, mm-hmm. defining your target market or targeting your market, right? Mm-hmm. So if I could go back over and do it again, I would pick that more popular term yeah. just because more people understand what that means. Audience brings in a whole lot of like, you know, and I could explain it to you and you'd be like, oh, yeah, I get it. But if I would have just said target market, you're already thinking business. Yep. You're already thinking marketing. You're already thinking the kinds of things that I need to do to get into their heads so that they can understand what But I'm there thinking. are multiple purposes. Again, um, like the Tom Brokaw example from earlier. Yeah. We have a captive audience who we tell members of Fizzle to watch that course because it's important to yeah, them. Yeah. And so we can get it in front of people totally. even if the name isn't the kind of thing that might go viral or whatever. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So, uh, Barrett, anything to add here at this point? Uh, two things. Number one, I, I think I'll call it nomenclature, which is a nerdy word. But the way you name things is really important because even when you have a captive audience, calling it target market versus audience triggers a certain type of thinking in that person. So audience says you're a blogger. 
target market says you're a business builder. Yeah. And I think that's super important when you're targeting a certain type of person and trying to get them a certain, get them to do a certain type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the second thing is that I wholeheartedly embrace this research strategy for writing articles. And I think that if you used it to write articles overnight, you would produce 10 times better articles. Uh, I went on a stretch at living for Monday where in a matter of two or three months, I increased my audience from a couple hundred to a couple thousand email subscribers. And it was because I employed the strategy to start researching every article in the top five pages of Google that had been written written on a topic I knew my audience members were asking about and then noting all of the gaps that all those people had in those articles and writing something better that filled all the gaps and multiple of them took off multiple of them got featured on life hacker. So I definitely think this is a good strategy. Good, Yeah. That's, that's good to hear to me. Yeah. It's, it's fascinating because I've never come at it this way before because I was way more concerned with just like whatever's in my heart, pulling that out. Um, and now that I've done that for long enough, I see how what's in my heart is the lens that I bring to topics that my audience is interested in. Mm-hmm. The difference is creating value versus uh, just trying to dance in front of everybody and hope to God that they think I'm pretty. Well, <laughs> yeah, but uh, really what happens is you're just dancing on a sidewalk and nobody's walking by yeah. or noticing you. That, to be fair, I'm a pretty good dancer. <laughs> yeah. We'll be the judge yeah. of that. Yeah, will you? I think Nicole will be the judge of that. <laughs> um, okay, so basically, uh, the first one being Reddit. Okay, just going to Reddit and using it. This is just, uh, it's one of a bunch of other things you can use on the web. Like Quora is another one that you could just use exactly the same way. To find out what questions people are asking. To find out exactly what questions people are asking. Now, the, the, the funny thing is, is that your brilliance in this is not uh, figuring out to go to Reddit. Okay, now that you have that. You wasting time investing in trying in, in like the questions there and try and being this is what I've learned about research for me since I'm not a researcher. Um, bringing creativity to the research process, it I have to make it feel like play, I have to make it feel like an exploration, I have to let it spend take longer, way longer than I'm planned for it. Right? I like to let it to get in there and you're just playing with variables and figuring things out because most of the stuff, the insights that I've ever come across have been surprises. Mm-hmm. Right. So in Reddit, it's, it was a lot like that. It took a little while to find the subreddit that was going to be best. And I was already a part of the startup subreddit anyways. So that made sense. Now there's also sites like product hunt and hack, hacker news and all these uh, uh, growth hackers and stuff like that. So if you're more targeted in the tech world, places like that could, could also be really, really great. And same thing for forums. There's a little hack for Google where you can search, uh, you can do forum colon and then type your, your subject or your keyword. You know, fly fishing was the example that Pat used in a video that I'll put in the show notes. Um, you know, and you find all of these forums on fly fishing. Then what's interesting there is you go into these forums and you, you check out how they're organized. Like what, are, how did like we and fizzle, we at, take a ton of care into how we organize our sub forums there, right? This is on topic. This is off topic chatter. This is for course related stuff. This is for progress logs. This is for, uh, you know, share your success and all of these sorts of things. Mm-hmm. This is kind of how we're breaking up the way that we see the essential roles of this stuff. So if I go into fly fishing, I see making your own flies versus, you know, flies that you should buy versus all this other stuff. I'm starting yep. to get a sense for the industry potentially categories, topics that I should have blog posts yep. categorized in, right? Or at Amazon, you could go look at the, the subtopics for totally. a book. 
This is this is a real another really big one is when you find you know you've got your idea uh, do do Reddit get a bunch of those go to Amazon find the you know best selling books on that topic look through their table of contents what are, how are they breaking up the table of contents and then bonus tip bing 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 look at the three star reviews of that of that book three star reviews I've started since I've learned this James Clear told me and he said he found it from like Tim Ferriss or something. Uh, Ever since I heard that, I've done this on every product I've bought on Amazon because three-star reviews are the best reviews you'll find in Amazon because you can't trust a one or a five, you know, because there's just people going like, oh my God, it's so perfect. I, it, went, it worked, you know, right? When they got it, like, like when people go like, I can't believe it arrived even. Like, this is amazing. <laughs> right. And so ones and fives, whatever. Uh, obviously, I'm looking for, hopefully it's all fives. And then it's like, oh, this is a great product to buy. But when you're looking at a book, a lot of times that three-star review will tell you what's missing from the mm-hmm. book, what they didn't like about it, yep. the tone, the way that it was too researchy. Yep. The way that it was too, I looked at Josh Kaufman's book, um, the hundred dollar MBA, right? Or the uh, uh, no, that's that's uh, Omar's podcast. Uh, the wait, what is, what is Kaufman's MBA book? Are we really all drawing a blank on Kaufman's? Uh, Come on, Barry. No, it was the hundred dollar MBA? Was it? No, personal MBA. Personal MBA. Oh my Sorry. god. Yeah. Close so uh, anyway, so you can see how Omar got the idea for for oh, a no, great, yeah. great idea for a title. But I looked in there, and and there was a lot of like these these people talking about the form of this book, the format of it was it felt like a bunch of blog posts sort of strung mm. together, um, which it didn't seem like that was for them. So that was interesting to, to sort of glean about that, and to see his table of contents was just like crazy. It was massive. Yeah. But anyways, Amazon. Uh, so I was just going to do two, but now we've got. Uh, I'm I'm going to go ahead and add a few more. Okay. So Amazon. Search for books on your topic, try to find the most popular ones, and then look at their table of contents and look at the three-star reviews. You're going to start to feel like this is maybe doable. you got some ideas. Another great place is Pinterest, um, but it's also hard to find the right stuff. Mm. Um, but there's just so much stuff out there. And what's great about Pinterest and it is it feels like a little more of like the big vein, uh, whereas you can get a lot more um, nitpicky in, in like Twitter for example, like you, you can see a lot of things being talked about in a very granular level. Mm-hmm. With with Pinterest, the things that get bigger there are typically like your way more basic or type deals. So you get like a little bit of like the entrepreneurial type stuff. It's always going to be some silly quote in a sunset, mm. you know, and some like you know Scott Dinsmoreism <laughs> as I've come to call them. <laughs> uh, right, we love you, Scott. A lot of that, uh, which is which uh, it it shows you that there's a whole. There, that whole world exists too, yep. and a lot of the articles that I've come across, the, 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 they're always talking about how Pinterest just absolutely can dwarf the the other social networks in terms of shareability and in, in eyeballs, mm-hmm. which is crazy to me. But you really gotta just like how uh, Vaynerchuk talks about it in his jab jab right hook or whatever herp hook your jabber jabber right the hook it's a good thing to sort of yeah i gotta aim the right kind of message at that marketplace you know if you're not um if you are talking in a facebook way to the pinterest people it's not gonna work ain't gonna work i'm a little bit gassy but i'm gonna try to hold it in if you see me let the grimace go just maybe take a walk <laughs> I'm going to try to hold it in, but uh, I'm sorry. What was your name again? <laughs> gotcha. Um, okay. So we've done Reddit, 
Quora, Amazon, Pinterest. These are all just simple types of things. Go waste some time and do that. But now my very favorite one is actually, this has been really fun. The last couple days I've been doing this. Actually, I think just today. Um, uh, Feels like a couple days. God, it feels like I have been doing this for a damn year. (laughs) You know what I mean? I want to just tear my eyeballs out of my face. Uh, It feels terrible. (laughs) I hate my life. Um, Is Mozilla's, uh, not Mozilla, Moz, moz.com's their open site explorer. Mm. Okay. So I would, I've, for the past year, have been keeping a record, uh, a, a list of sites that are in, in our industry, right? Sites like, you know, Pat Flynn, the Kissmetrics blog, Quick Sprout, uh, OK Dork even, and a lot of other places like this. I got a big list of them. So what I can do is I can go to uh, Moz's Open Site Explorer. I put in that URL, and then I go into the I list by pages or whatever. Let me see. I think I still have it up. Um, I go in, and I say, show me the top pages for this site. So, for example, blog.mailchimp.com is up right now. I was looking at their blog and what what's performing well. And what I'm basically doing is I'm sorting by what's called linking root domains. I have no idea what that means, but it's uh it's harder to get than inbound links. So, their one their biggest article ever is linked to by 293 linking root domains, but 737 inbound links, right? There's well, a lot of stuff you can see here, yeah. but but just giving me that one thing that just says there's a lot of people linking to this thing. Yep. It's popular. It's a it's one filter in on what's popular on this website. Yep. And so I'm just looking at those. I open up as many as I can in a, in a, in a browser. Basically, anything that gets 100 uh, or above. And a lot of these sites, interestingly, uh, they, they go – like you can put in Fizzle. And there's some that are, that are way up there. But most of our, of our things are below 100 mm-hmm. in like the 40s, 50s, 60s. Um, same thing with Pat, but there's a few like pretty really big exceptions. Same yep. thing with uh, you know Derek Halpern and all this other stuff. And it's kind of interesting to see. You can get a, a sense for the size of these sites when you're doing this. All these – little seo tricks that i've always got i'm like eh, i don't know fucking math i don't want to do that yeah but uh this is kind of fun so the point being i can go on uh blog.mailchimp.com for example this is a, a tool that people in our network would be using uh and i can find their most popular content by links and i just start opening anything that sounds interesting i copy the headline and the link and i put it i add it to my little text file so now i've got this huge list of ideas of stuff from ramit Sethi's site from smart passive income mailchimp's blog kiss metrics all of this stuff these are things that are that are in, these are sites that are in our niche or yep. in our industry in our vertical or whatever and I'm seeing exactly the kinds of things that are performing really well on these sites. I love it. And now, not only can I say like, okay, let's we could do way better than that uh, on that topic right there, but I'm also able to sort of like extrapolate a kind of organizational structure to the categories these things are in. Mm, are we talking about a mind map or what sort of structure? Uh, well, are you just using here? just sort of like it's sometimes it, some things are nested within, but just like you know, there's there's sales, there's marketing, yeah. there's all these things. But inside of sales, there's like a sales funnel. There's there's lead generation. There's all these these kinds of things. Yeah. And figuring out just a kind of the 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 deal is to try. I can't wait to see you write an article with sales funnel in the headline. <laughs> I'm going to have oh, so many man. sales funnel articles. Uh, but actually, to be honest, I didn't find any articles that okay. were popular talking Good. about sales funnels, but we've heard that from Fizzlers in, uh, in emails that, that we've they're sent interested. with them yeah. recently. Yeah. So that kind of stuff. So, um, what is that people just hey. yelling? Hey, Melissa, we're not doing anything down here. Just, just recording a podcast. <laughs> oh, sorry. I don't Jim. understand. My family, they don't respect me. 
and don't respect my work. <laughs> I'm sorry. I where was I? Um. So I I've I've done this uh, today. Uh, like for probably even longer than I should have. But I keep finding great little nuggets. And this is great. This is exactly what I'm talking about. You. You've I'm been really feeling like there's this. some kind of missing piece to the content yes. puzzle. Yes, I have, and, and you're finding it. Well, I have because it's like this it's like it. I, we could write it. We have what do we do every Tuesday? Someone writes a post. Yep, and we write whatever the straight what, out of here, just right just, out of our backside. Yeah, whatever we want to write about, and it's good stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. But but we could be making better use of that time. You're saying these these posts are really for getting new people. Damn, damn it! But what are you getting so fired up about? No, I like. I just like. I see the gears turning. So, just for backstory, people, yeah. um, you know, our team changed configuration, and yeah. we've kind of been figuring out who's going to do what and whatever. And yeah. and in a recent meeting, we were like, okay, well, content. Barrett and I are like, yeah, that's Chase's job. Yeah, Chase he's is the guy. He's got the pretty hair. Chase is the guy. And. uh and I think you felt that, and you've been feeling the weight on your shoulders. Like, we well, need to do something I, more it, with it. It hasn't been a designed process. Yeah. It's just been like, we have a bucket to fill, and, and uh, hey, you're going to fill it next week. And I want to see this. I've always wanted to see it build up to something. Like, I always have the, I'll always have this dream of us writing a book next year through se- a series of several blog posts, mm-hmm. right? Writing, just like somehow really reverse engineering the book by creating a chapter or a chunk of a chapter at a time on there, getting feedback in the comments and mm-hmm. all this other stuff that then basically we've got an editorial narrative arc, this direction to the posts that we've, that we've written yep. that adds up to something way more than a series of blog posts. Yep. Um, I've always dreamt of, of, to me, it just seemed like these, it's inefficient to just go blank, 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 You're just blank, a boy with a dream. And see these little drops in a little bucket all along the way. Um, and now at the same time, all of our biggest posts, every one of them has come out that way, yeah. right? Except for a few where you did the 21 quick actions. You did the Yeah, I did like a that. big push in 2011 of, of this kind of research and it paid off big time. Yeah. So there's a lot, there's a lot that you can, now let's talk, let's switch gears and talk about like the people who are out there. For instance, remember, uh, we answered Talia's question, party in my plants, man, right? T- yeah. This would be exactly the kind of thing for Talia to do. Yep. Talia's uh, like Twitter photo and stuff. It's just like she's so like, fun. Yeah, it's just I, you're just Hello, like. I am Paul to awesomeize you. <laughs> she uh, looks like she's been awesomeized her. Uh huh. Uh, she's been awesomeized. She's an awesomeizer. Did you see what I was doing there? Uh, you were linking two different people from one episode yeah, into the well, same. Because I of... watched them have a conversation in the comments. They did of that. The episode. two of them. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. And he's like, "How are you? Are you awesome?" And she'd be like, "I'm awesome. I'm getting awesomer <laughs> every day." And he's like, "That is so awesome." <laughs> It was great. That's great. Gosh, I love those two. Just, just hamming it up in mm. the comments. Which episode might people find? <sighs> you know what? I'm going to leave that for the pro users. Okay. Um, but uh, the idea that that you can do this sort of thing in your own niche. The hardest thing for me to get started with this was that Barrett, what you called the nomenclature. Yeah. Which is, now I can't get that on my head. It really is difficult to find what the, the terms- taxonomy. Dude, so tough. One of the things that I've done is, so we've got Google uh, Webmaster Tools hooked up to our thing. We also have Google Analytics. And um, I think Google Analytics isn't showing the keywords as much anymore, or, or there's a lot of... It doesn't because Google withholds the keywords direct, now. But in, in Webmaster Tools, you can see them. Mm. So you can see what kinds of things... Uh, I got a lot of ideas coming from what are our... our 
uh, bits, the keywords that are that we ranking highest for or whatever. They're sending us a bunch of traffic, right? What has the, have the, you can see the impressions, you can see the, the clicks, and then you can see the click through rate. So if you sort by click through rate, we can like blog ideas. Guess where they land? 21 quick actions are, or no, 81 81 blog blog topic topic ideas, topic ideas, right? Uh, it, it is something that we rank really high for unique selling proposition, motivate me, all of these kinds of Mm -hmm. things. It's like all this interesting. Okay. This is telling us some ideas of specific topics that people are searching for and they're finding us, right? But do we have, do we have that locked down? Like unique selling proposition, we have all old sites in there, you know, and some of them still like saddleback leather. Uh, and their tagline and all that stuff, that all makes tons of sense still. But let's update that. Mm-hmm. Let's make a new one of all right now, of all like Fizzler sites or of all like, let, let's let's do a whole thing with unique selling proposition because people are searching for that mm-hmm. and they're finding our page and we can get them to see a, a handful of other things that can actually get them to take action mm-hmm. and start to trust us and fall in love with the fact that like, if there are people who are making a business and they like to laugh, they might like this podcast. This kind yeah. of stuff, right? They like fart jokes. Sometimes even fart jokes. Yeah. Every now and again. Mm-hmm. Well, it is a bit difficult to hold it all in because as I get older, it's just that it, it, you always say make something for someone's butthole. You need to make like a, a I don't say that. Oh, a tightener for my butthole because it just weeks out. <laughs> I'm, I'm really, I regret now. The direction I. <laughs> well, I'm just saying it's a fart joke. That's a fart joke. You said that people like to laugh. That was some funny shit right there. It was more like a fart reality. It was a reality show about farts. Yeah. Um. Uh. So uh, one more, one more final little tip on nomenclature type stuff. Uh. Everybody talks about using Google's uh, Google AdWords uh, keyword research tool, which is cool. It's just a nightmare. It's a total nightmare. I don't go in there anymore. It's really like I. I, I had some nightmares. I keep trying to to find value in it. Uh. And it's very there's very little value I can find in it. I can I, so I can create a list of terms. For instance, defining your audience, defining your target market, targeting a market, all of these kinds of things. Yep. And I can put them in there and I can see sort of search volume for each term and understand, hey, this one is vastly more uh, popular or more used than this one down there. Uh, that can be kind of helpful, but oftentimes those words mean different things to Google. And then it doesn't like see them the same way. Like half the time you type in something to Google and it's one of like 17 variations of that, that Google is already saying, uh, this is what you're looking for. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think, I think you're talking about Benicio del Toro, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, know. it all comes back to that. <laughs> yeah. Are you looking for monsters versus robots? <laughs> I think you're thinking of Benicio del Toro. Uh, Gosh. Okay, so uh, uh, Barrett, I'm going to send it to you. What do you, what do you. what do you got here in closing? Anything else you want to add to these like little quick research tactics that you've come across? No, I love this. The only one I would add is that I feel like I've been on the other end of a fire hose of this kind of stuff for nine months or so now because every customer support email that comes in that has a question in it yeah. is basically a Quora thread. Yep. Right. And uh, I don't know, three weeks ago, Chase, I went on a streak of a week where I wrote a post a day basically and they were 2,000 words a piece and I sent them to you, one of which was published recently on annual review process. Yeah. And those came directly from being fed up with answering the same question over and over. <laughs> and so and eventually it, it was like, you know, yep. I should not wing it every time I get this question. I should just write my cohesive thoughts and then send a link. Oh, man. It's true. And so it's a great, you know, if you have readers and they're asking you questions, 
consider answering them in blog posts yeah. that are well researched. That's perfect. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the the, the other the missing piece here is um, interviewing, 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 interviewing your actual people, talking to. You real know, we people. just put one of the fizzlers onto this, and he was skeptical at first of whether it would work, but he did two or three in December. And he said as a result of just those two or three interviews he did with his existing customers, yeah. his goal is to do one per working day in 2015. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. I mean, when we did, uh, I, Corbett and I designed uh, Scott Dinsmore's new website. And it, it, if you're unfamiliar with liveyourlegend.net, it's a huge site. Big Remarkable site. to me how big that site is and how popular it is. Uh, and the very first thing I had Scott do is like, dude, you got to get me like, like at least ten great interviews. Mm-hmm. He ended up doing like twenty yep. or thirty or something. And since then, he's like, dude, that changed everything. Yep, everything about where I'm going with it. Lit a fire under him too. He's done a lot of projects since then. Yeah, because to me, you find that one person that you really resonate with their story and the value that you've already added to their life and their direction. Because remember, they have a mission that they're on. They have a dragon to slay, and it, you don't slay that dragon for them. You give, you help them understand how to use a sword yeah. or something like that, right? Uh, so when you learn their, when you see their quest and their story and the things that, like Luke Skywalker, oh my gosh, do you even know what's coming your way? Like you're going to find out about your sister, you're going to find out about your dad, you're going to have to have this massive battle you gotta try to keep you're gonna make out with your sister together through this thing you're gonna make all these like these great douchebag terrible trashy friends yeah like there's all there's all this stuff coming your way like but fundamentally like you are going to single-handedly try to take on the empire like you have a very important quest at hand let me here listen in the so to me whenever i speak i always use this picture of obi-wan this one little scene where obi-wan gives luke his father's lightsaber mm-hmm and it looks like, oh, you knew my dad? That's so crazy. And and this is sort of like, the, I guess, the, the sim- symbolism of, like, the Jedis are coming back. You're the first of them. Here's the, these, there's this Excalibur. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and that's what we do as content makers. That's what we should be. Or that's what, if we look at it that way, when we do this potentially very douchey research stuff, yeah, we can be at the helm of a massively successful and important business or you could just have a lot of traffic and try to sell some affiliate stuff yeah and i think just to kind of put a bow on it for me yeah the the thing that barrett just mentioned and the thing you were talking about before i think are both made more powerful if you combine them so Mm. answer the questions people have as blog posts but before you just go and spill your guts your answer go and research how other people yeah. have answered it and find out the titles and formats of blog posts that yeah. were most popular on that topic yeah. and then improve on that. Yeah. You know, it's that, that is a great place to end. So, uh, welcome to 2015. It's the second of the year. Oh. Uh, I wonder how many people are going to end up actually listening to this. Since, I hope a lot uh, since it's so uh, many. I just read a, 100, I just read a comment, uh, today. I was looking at our comments. It's fun yeah. to catch up on those. Yeah. Somebody was just talking about how he discovered us a couple of months ago and hasn't missed a Friday. He tunes in every Friday. Oh, that's awesome. We call it fizzle Friday around here, but yeah. podcast comes out on Friday and hello. Welcome to fizzle Friday. Well, at least that's what we call it <laughs> round these parts. <laughs> I haven't been getting out of the house too much. Not like I used to since my legs got chopped off. Whoa. I just, yeah, it's, it was real serious. <laughs> that was real serious. <laughs> I, I have been that. Chase Wardman-Reeves. <laughs> I've been Corbett Barr. I've been Barrett Allen Brooks. 
B A B. Bab. 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 What's the frog? The frog said like, but wise. So there you have it. Fizzleshow.co slash 86. That's where you can find the show notes for this episode. Lots of good stuff, including link to uh, to that main article that has so many more uh, ways to to research existing stuff out there that's working really well from OK Dork on Noah Kagan's site. That's fizzleshow.co slash 86. Here's a review from Jordan N.D. in the United States. Uh, I usually get so bored with business talk shows, Jordan says. My wife told me to check these guys out, and now I can't stop listening to them. My wife and I are both self-employed, and it's so helpful and encouraging for us to listen to other people in similar life situations and with similar ideals. Well, thank you, Jordan. Listen, you know, listener, our goal here is to help you uh, build the best possible thing you can to create a thriving audience along the way. Okay, if you leave us an iTunes review, it can help. It can help us to get into the ear holes of other entrepreneurs, the ones struggling and fighting and putting their whole arse on the line to build something that they care about. So do you care about this show? Do you like it? Maybe just leave us a review or share it with someone. But leave us an iTunes review while you're at it. Say, hey, these guys are crazy. I love these guys when they talk about some funny stuff and there's business in there. And so I feel like it's a little bit of education. But also that it's uh, it's funny, and that's what's so important about grow about being alive is being humorous. You guys, you could write that. You could just write that yourself on iTunes, or you can go. Well, I don't really know exactly what these guys are supposed to be good at, but there's this one on there with a the deep voice. I think he sounds sexy. So that's why I give it five stars. Woo! You can do that, or maybe you could just do. Out of possible 47 alligators, I gotta give it 900 alligators because it's all right. <laughs> I'm just gonna do these voices at the end of the show all, all, the, the whole time. Anyways, uh, leave us an iTunes review if you haven't yet. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, and while you're at it, give us a, an introduction. You heard me read out the introduction today. If we were 86 sitcom stars, you can make your own. If we were uh, Guy Fieri's favorite dishes, that's a good one. I could be, you know, <laughs> Cherry Pot. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I'd be, but I can't wait to hear what you say. Someone please write that. Uh, okay, listen. It's the first week of 2015. And you just learned a killer research tool. You really did to, to make your best stuff this year. I'm going to try to. So let's do it. Find care. Take care. Serve hard. And dig in. Thanks. And I'll talk to you next Fizzle Friday. Oh, just one more thing. I, I, I when I was editing the podcast, I, I heard that little. <laughs> I was pretty proud of myself about that little football song rant thing. So I, uh, I well, I went ahead and did this. Got the cool eye, got the cool eye coming. Got the cool eye, got the cool eye coming. Got the cool eye, got the cool eye coming. Got the cool eye, got the cool eye coming. Got the cool eye, got the cool eye. You know we got some football in this country, and it's really, really fun to watch some big dudes try to hit each other. Sometimes they wear the pads, sometimes the helmet just falls off, and you never see each other. Really like lightning on the fourth of July It's gonna come in at you like a linebacker's eyes You got the cool eye, got the cool eye coming Gonna beat your face in the ground You know we got some football in this country And it's really, really fun to watch Some big dudes try to hit each other 
Sometimes I wear the pants Sometimes the helmet just falls off And you never see each other Squinting like lightning on the 4th of July It's gonna come in at you like a linebacker's eyes You got the cool light, got the cool light coming Gonna beat the face in the ground You know we got some football in this country And it's really, really fun to walk Big dudes try to hit each other Sometimes I wear the pants Sometimes the helmet just falls off And you never see each other Got the cool eye coming, got the cool eye, got the cool eye coming, got the cool eye, got the cool eye coming, got the cool eye, got the cool eye coming, got the cool eye, got the cool eye coming, got the cool eye, got the cool eye coming, got the cool eye, got the cool eye coming, got the cool eye, got the cool eye coming, got the cool eye, got the cool eye coming, got the cool eye, got the cool eye coming. Got the cool eye, got the cool eye coming. Got the cool eye, got the cool eye. You know we got some football in this country. It's really, really fun to watch. Big dudes try to hit each other. Sometimes I wear the pants, sometimes the helmet just falls off, and you never see each other. Winning like lightning on the Fourth of July is gonna come in at you like a linebacker's eyes. You got the cool eye, got the cool eye coming. Gonna beat your face in the ground. Just terrific.